welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Whoa. Hadley ho neighbor. <laughs> How's it going, man? Yeah, it's going. You know, it's a Tuesday night. We're about, uh, what are we, about like 30% through the season? A little bit over 30%. I mean, you like to put a percentage on it every week. Um, right around there? Yeah, we're through five weeks. You know what it is right now? It's good trading season. It sure is. Trying to throw some... A lot of teams are out there. They need, they need help. You want to know why? Because these injuries can't stop, won't stop. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-huh, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Yeah, so uh, more big injuries go down this week. <sighs> Yeah. You lost a companion. I lost a good, good friend yes, for the o- season. Odell Beckham. I did, yes. It's like my Scott Fishbowl team. Started, you know, My first two picks were Andrew Luck and Odell Beckham. I mean, I ran out of of IR spots like week one. So now, I, I mean, I don't even – I've got guys like C.J. Fedorowicz and now Odell Beckham also just, just sitting on my active roster with – with their IR designation. I have uh, I have two leagues where I'm in the same boat where I literally have people that are IR because I can't like uh, you've reached your max and I'm like okay I got nowhere else to put them and I'm not getting rid of them so they're there just <laughs> well, you don't want to throw them to the waiver wires yeah so maybe you can pick them back up week two week, next year yeah pretty awesome yeah it sucks man but Odell Beckham gone ankle yeah surgery yeah no yeah. bueno it's kind of a kind of funny situation because he's a free agent after this year as well. Yeah, but they're gonna sign him. That'd be ridiculous. Yeah, they, they, I mean, they have to do something there. They're, I wonder if you do. I mean, I, what does what he even want to resign there? It's New York. He's gonna want to resign. You, I there. mean, you know, it's gonna end up happening. I mean, if they don't sign him, they're just gonna franchise, franchise him. I mean, he'll play in the franchise tag yeah, next year. Yeah, him again. Break right. his ankle again. He's gonna be worth a bag of poo, and you know. I mean, I don't think that at all. I don't either. He's a good. Right. He's a good receiver. Yeah. But you know, if you have Odell Beckham on your team, it's okay. I, I am your shoulder to cry on. I am going to cry just yeah. a little bit. It hurts. I mean, that's a di- I mean, when you lose a player like that, that's the difference between winning a championship and losing a championship. Hard to replace it. Yeah, you you really don't replace that. It's not an easy, quick go fix. I mean, your best bet. I mean, we were talking before. You might go try and get Jordy Nelson off something early in that. Uh, and even then, that's like a worrisome trade you got to make too, because Jordy's banged up right now. Right, he's been banged up the last couple of years, and he's somebody you know at thirty two. The person that you know, obviously, who you trade something like that with, is going to want something really good in return. At the same time, it's like, what do you invest in a thirty-two-year-old receiver with two other good receivers behind him, and uh, he's already hurt now. I totally agree, man. It's it's a tough call, but I mean, that's the kind of guy you can hope for. You know, I mean, at this point, because he's a he's because they're he's available. A shoe yeah. he's, he's available, and and he'll get you double-digit points. You know, when he's on the field, yeah, most I, likely week in and week out. So. For the cost, I mean, if the cost is right, yeah. But at the same time, you might be better off trying to get a guy like Larry Fitz, you know, if he's available. But obviously, that's only if that person right. is even available. Right. But, I mean, I think those guys are in similar categories as as far as aging veterans that are available probably at this point of the year, uh-huh. you know, if they're on the right team. That's all. Yeah, that's for everybody that's losing guys left right. and right. Try and go get right. out there and get some guys. Uh, we've been talking all year about guys that you should go get. We'll talk about some more guys today that you should possibly go get. But uh, speaking of Odell, the entire New York Giants uh, wide receiver core was pretty much trying to cover me on the basketball court. Yeah, they were just breaking ankles, breaking left ankles and right. They just left, could not keep up. Right. My moves were stellar. Yeah. 
So Odell, obviously, I think it was actually a broken fibula, but it was way down by the ankle. So yeah, I mean, close enough. Sure, close no big enough. deal. Uh, Brandon Marshall also went and got ankle surgery. Crossed over. Yeah, I mean, he kind of sent out a thing that made it seem like he might not be coming yeah. back. <laughs> it was like a goodbye. It was like a goodbye tweet, and it really was. Like Meanwhile, after week one, we we're like, yeah, it was a good run, B. Marsh. Yeah, it really but, was. Uh, he got yeah, old. Goodbye. So uh, your B. Marsh trades have literally gone from poop to nothing. Yeah. A, it speck, is. Of, a speck of dust. Yeah. Uh, what could have been like a ray of hope with Odell Beckham going out. Yeah. Um, is no longer any sort of ray of anything. Yeah, he's, you're like, he's, oh, out for the year. I could trade him probably for like a third, maybe right, now, a second, right. maybe maybe a second for something desperate. Nah, this is gonna be good this is gonna be good news for Brandon Marshall. Right. So he's done for the year as well. And then you're like, Okay, well, you know, this is bad news. You know, Odell's out, Brandon Marshall's out. Psh, good thing I drafted Stolen Shepard in the first round and he had a thousand yards receiving last year. I am ready to go. Not for a few weeks, at least. <laughs> oh, wait, what's wrong with him? Uh, he also has an ankle injury. Oh, no. He's in a walking boot. But you know what? You know what? It's okay. It's okay. I've got, I know he's not good, but they signed him for okay money, which was surprising when they did sign him for okay money. We were like, wow, that's kind of overpaying for this guy. But it's okay because I got Dwayne Harris. Um, Not so fast. Wait, wait, what? Yeah, he's got a broken foot. Unbelievable. Uh, also going in for surgery. Probably going to be done for the <laughs> So, So what you're trying to say is they're going to promote guys off the practice squad and they're going to be the starting receivers? That's it. Hello, Evan Ingram. Yes, sir. Paul Perkins is like, maybe I'll be good now. Not so fast, <laughs> Paul Perkins. So Evan Ingram, look for him to get the biggest bump. Obviously, he's the guy that's got the most talent left in the receiving court. If you have here, – here's a little tip for you from a fantasy pro. Just the tip? JTT. All right. Uh, if you have anybody for the New York Giants on your roster, please don't think about starting them. No. Uh, maybe Ingram could be like a play there, but at the same time, Things are. I mean, I'll be surprised if Eli Manning makes it through the season now at this rate. They're just gonna. He's in trouble. I mean, they don't. They don't have. They can play man coverage here and just bring everybody. The problem is their offensive line stinks. Terrible. They're really bad. So Eli, Eli got evaluated after that game for like a neck injury. Yeah. So he he's going, be faking it. He's going down the Peyton Manning route. So she could have taco neck syndrome. <laughs> He's got. He's like, big bro. How, how should I get out of it? He's like, the neck, man. You can get out of it no matter <laughs> no, what with the on, neck. Man. Just say your neck hurts. Yeah, go, ah. It runs in the family. Show up in one of those neck braces the next day. <laughs> Save me, Peyton. Say something, happen. You'll be uh, good. Uh, but yeah, it's all bad news there. Uh, you know who was? Oh, you know who my other quarterback was in that Scott Fishbowl when I after drafted uh, Andrew Luck? Uh, tell me. Eli Manning. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that's you're you're rolling. Just right another year, my fourth year in the Scott Fish Bowl. Another year where the team goes down the drain. Awesome. Well, you know, other news and notes. Adrian Peterson finally, shipped off. Finally got shipped off. Yeah, yep. We called that one a couple of weeks. Like, we're going to trade this guy. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic news for Alvin Kamara. Yeah, great. Which news. Is probably a big reason why they did it. Yep. Because he's just that sweet. Yeah. Uh, Alvin Kamara in 2018. Is going to be a really good commodity to own. I agree. I think. I mean, this this provides a lot of clarity. It's what I was hoping for all along. Just get one of these guys out of there. And and if you're a Mark Ingram owner, I think I think you can feel Great free. News. Yeah, mm-hmm. you you could feel free to be happy and and probably start him, or um, even wait a couple of weeks and actually use this opportunity to flip him as you could well flip as him. somebody who's sure. a desperate play. Sure, uh, I would look for Mark Ingram to have like a game or two, and then immediately, immediately look for somebody who needs running back help and flip them to any kind of contender for 
what I can get. I mean, if you can get a second, I know that feels like a low value, but it's going to be the Alvin Kamara show in 2018. And it's going to be really hard after Mark Ingram does either get released by the Saints or which is probably the most likely outcome because of salary. It'd be hard for a guy like him to find a job where he, one, he'll be the starter and two, he'll be the main guy because all these young running backs that are out there now. And plus how good of a running back class it is next year. The time to get out from Mark Ingram is going to be within the next two weeks. People it's time to uh, get ready, pack the box, get the shipping label on there. Uh, Don't put a return to sender sign on there because that's, that's a thing that ain't coming back. But you know, even if I, even if you're competing and Hughes Barry now has been your backup and you feel like you can compete with that without him, I would still recommend it because I still I still think like in my bold predictions, what I say from week six on, who's going to be the number one Saints? Yeah, you said it was going to be Alvin Kamara. Rub those balls. That crystal ball is so uh-huh. damn good. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, you're a marking your owner. I'm a marking your owner in right. a couple leagues as well, and I'm literally just going to wait for. Hopefully, either this week, obviously as early as possible. Uh, hopefully, he has a solid game here, and then immediately ship. I will be happy. I will, I'm, I'm going to try and not go draft pick here. I'll try probably and try and go get like just a younger player, um, not a potential superstar, but somebody has like at least a higher ceiling and a lower floor just to try and get for Mark Ingram. If not, obviously, I'd be I'd be okay with the second. I don't know about you, but if I can get like a mid range second for Mark Ingram, I feel eh, pretty good about that. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh... I'd probably want a little, little something higher than that. I would settle for like a late first, though. Yeah, so I think that's just gonna be hard. I guess for a contender, they right. might be willing to give a late first. That's what I mean. I mean, but then we, you might have to wait for two weeks. You might have back to back weeks. Um, I the the league that I own him in, I'm a contender, so I'm not gonna be getting rid of him. So okay. I mean, I guess it's a moot point. But I hear um, I would take a late first. I wouldn't take a mid second. That to me just doesn't seem worth it. I feel well. We'll see. I mean, this draft class might be deep enough where. I'm going to be okay with getting like a mid-range right receiver there. Uh, or even possibly the way I would look at it is there is like I'm probably pretty much guaranteed to get a good quarterback in the mid-second. And I feel like Ingram for a good high potential quarterback next year, uh, that might be okay too. But it all depends on your league roster and structure. So anyway. Uh, what, you talking about pretend trades? No, let's not talk about any more pretend trades. Okay. Uh, so Chris Johnson also got cut, uh, cut from the Cardinals. CJ2K, and, you yeah. later. Uh, he's now officially uh, chasing down the Bishop Renke car because he is done. Yeah, he's done. Him and beat Brandon Marshall making plans to go to Tahiti, <laughs> have some Hawaiian punch, uh, or no, Tahitian treat. Tahitian treat, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah a little bit more zing for the that, for you on that. Uh, but yeah, he's done. Uh, no, this does not mean if you have Adrian Peterson that you're in good position because that offensive line is horrendous. No, I mean, I think... I think you're if for whatever reason you had AP and Chris Johnson, you're happier now that you have AP in in the Cardinals and you could just get rid of Chris Johnson. Because um, I think Chris, I mean, he's better than Chris Johnson, so he's going to have yeah. better production than okay. Chris Johnson behind that same line, but not much. Still, it's not, yeah, it's not like jump for joy. We still like have Allenton there and the passing down roles right. there. Uh, same news we're talking about Ingram. Like, I'm hoping AP does anything, and I'm going to flip him for that, literally anything. Like anything, like if I can get a third round pick for Adrian Peterson, I'm gonna be like, yes, I I'll just, endorse that. I, I did it. If you can get anything for AP at this I'm point, the champion, do it. Yeah. yeah, if you can get anything for AP, anything at all, even a hug, because if you hug somebody for twenty seconds or longer, it creates a really good bond. It does. It, it does. Those are true stories. There, yeah. it's a scientific fact. <laughs> uh, it gains trust. I think is what the what it does. Right. Um, other news: Charles Clay. 
Charles Clay, a uh, torn meniscus. He needs knee, a hug. Knee scope. He'll be missing a couple some weeks. time. Yeah, Charles Clay finally doing something. Right. That's and one of those like that's one go. of those like two to four to six week injuries, kind of depending on how it heals up. Everybody that, that could produce on Buffalo is just disappearing. Meanwhile, Zay Jones is still doing jack squat. Somebody tweeted at me the other day. They're like, "Hey, uh, what's going on with Zay Jones, man? Like, should I be worried?" And I'm like, "Dude, dude, don't worry. Yeah. It's only week five. He's yeah, a rookie easy. from a small school." You know, not everybody comes out right away and tears it up into stud. Uh, he's getting his he's getting his bumps. He's getting his bruises. If he if he has a poor 2018, yeah, then I'm really really worried because usually those guys turn out to be nothings. Uh, we talked about the other other night about how people are like, oh, you know, like I'm gonna wait and wait, and you end up waiting way too long. Right. You know, either you right. got the goods or you don't got the goods. It uh, ends up usually showing its face early. I mean, it might not be consistently there, but as long as you flash, you know, within the first year, year and a half, then. Yeah, and it was just a play, I mean, I, I'll be happy if I see something from Zay Jones right around week 14, 15, 16. Sure, I'll be happy with that. Yep. So I have no worries about Zay Jones yet. Me I mean, neither. just because he's not lining it up doesn't mean anything, but let's wait and see. Sure. Don't be picked. Go trade for Zay Jones. Yep. Why not, right? So Devontae Parker also um, went out of that game with says an he'll be okay ankle injury. Supposedly it was minor, but it was it wasn't as mi- you know it wasn't that minor. He couldn't go back in the game. Yeah, but it said he should be okay for Sunday. What's up with all these ankle injuries? Um, I don't know. Maybe it's a turf issue. Skipping Maybe it's a. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know either. Just do some calf raises. Yeah, do something, something. over there. Strengthen those ankles, boys. Uh-huh. Uh But yeah, you know Jay Cutler's terrible. Devontae Gosh. Parker's good. Yeah, hurts his ankle. But he's supposed to be okay, so no worries there. I mean, I wouldn't. Me personally, I own Devontae Parker. I'm sitting him this week just to make sure. I sit. I am sitting him in every single league. I have him in almost all my redraft leagues. I'm right. sitting him in every single redraft. I just don't feel comfortable um, at all. Cam really. Campbell. Right. No, mm, no, right now he's a double zero. I'm not putting put my chip on double zero. No, that's, that's stupid. a silly bet on the roulette wheel. Makes no sense. Nope. Moving on. Uh, moving on. Sam Bradford reaggravated his previous knee listen, issue let's just, let's just amputate and call it a day honestly because it's no good it is no you good. know what it's saying? not getting any better you're you're an accurate quarterback you're not a bad quarterback you're slightly above average but the knee's no good the knee so, is boo-boo how about we bring in a guy who had no knee at, about a, a year, year ago. ago yeah so uh, teddy he's, he's gonna practice teddy's gonna practice next week and they're gonna be reevaluating him i don't think he's eligible to come off uh the list, whatever list he's on, but he can start practicing. But he can start c- practicing. Come back in week eight. Eight, right? Which is gonna be okay. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a funny situation there. Sure, but we'll see because Teddy's pretty good. Teddy's, I mean, he's got to be better than Case Keenum. Uh, well, who isn't horrible? Uh, I guess he no, he's he not when pressed into duty, but he's not what you want from he's a starter. Looked, he looks like a solid backup, like somebody that come in is, and play right. a couple games and sure. not hurt you and do just enough to help you win a couple games, get the ball where it needs to be. Uh, like to a guy like Stefan Diggs and Stefan Diggs had a little groin injury now, which is worrisome because when Stefan Diggs is hurt, he doesn't do anything. Right. He does not produce. He's not one of those guys that can tough it out and play through the injury. So if this lingers, you might have to start considering benching Stefan Diggs as crazy. It may be if I'm Stefan Diggs, if I'm hurt and that's what it does to me, then just sit out, buddy, right. sit out. You're hurt. You're hurting yourself. You're hurting my fancy team, which is even worse. And I'll probably sit out a couple of weeks and be okay with it. Get all better. Mm-hmm. Stretch the groin. <laughs> you got to stretch. It's oh, limber up. It's one of the most important things. Tell me about it. Yep. Make sure I take care of that groin. Mm-hmm. Got to make sure it's a top-notch shape. If you can't take care of the groin, get somebody else to. Yeah, please. Preferably a spouse <laughs> or a loved one. <laughs> Not somebody on the corner for $5. <laughs> 
when I when I end well. Uh-uh. So I hear. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to some games and talk about some guys out here. What we could do, maybe make some trades, talk about some guys we can go out there and get, maybe some guys buy low, sell high, stashes. Uh, let's go to that Patriots-Buccaneers game, shall we? Sure. Now, I uh, heard Tom Brady had a little elbow, like a little shoulder sprain going this game, but he'll be okay. It's his left, um, yeah, obviously, non-throwing shoulder. Yes. So, out of this game, we Deion Lewis is back for this game. Awesome. Yeah. So happy Ooh. as a guy that, that had to start Mike Gillisley last week. I told you before, and I said in the podcast, don't start Mike Gillisley. He's not startable. He's going to be touchdown dependent. He's going to be the main guy there. But don't don't play him. Bye weeks, man. Sometimes you got no choice. You you, you throw a guy in. You hope and pray. Um, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. It's mostly got New England not going to work unless you have Chris, James White, who's going to be their PPR back right. there. Uh, Brendan Cooks had another solid game there. His snap percentage has increased every single week. So I look for Brendan Cooks to be a real good threat down the stretch here. Uh, so maybe if you're real desperate. Maybe it's still a possibility you can go out there and buy. Maybe you lost Odell. Maybe Brandon Cooks is somebody who has an age on his hand on his side that you can go out there and get. If you're going to pay some good money, maybe Brandon Cooks is a guy that can help you win. Maybe somebody's frustrated because he hasn't produced wide receiver one numbers on a consistent basis, and they might feel like, hey, you know what? New England in New Orleans last year, he wasn't putting up numbers consistently. Here we are, week five. He's not putting up numbers consistently, even though he's putting up double digits every single week, but not wide receiver one numbers. Maybe you can get him for a first round pick and something, something. A little something, something, I would imagine. Gronk sat. That's surprising. Um, it is surprising. I thought he'd fight through that little um, injury. but He practiced today, so he'll be okay. Yeah, I think so. Chris Hogan, again, produced. Nice little fantasy day yeah, for him. Every single week, man, a guy's out there just putting up numbers. Yes, he seems to be very consistent yeah, over the past solid news four or five weeks, like three or four weeks. The big news in this game is Doug Martin's back, and he looked pretty damn good. Uh, I agree. He did. Doug Martin, thirteen carries, seventy-four yards, and a touchdown. Um, you probably missed your boat there as to as far as you know getting him. Um, I know I said something about Doug Martin uh, in my uh, bold predictions about him being sweet for the rest of the year, and I don't remember what I said. But if you go back and listen, it's probably something really knowledgeable. I can't remember all the nonsense that you spewed out of your mouth that just, day. Just not. Just good stuff. That's all. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, he's back, so that's good news. Bad news for Jack Quiz Rogers owners. Bad news for all owners if you or for any other player you got out there. Charles Sims, for a guy that we liked a lot coming out, guy like we liked for some upside, yeah, he he he, he holds no value. No, he really doesn't. I mean, he's just a he's really strictly a pass-catching back. That's all he is. I thought he'd like work his way into a little bit more of the in-between-the-tackle stuff, but it doesn't seem to be his forte. He's He's just catching passes that's kind of his role yeah he's not even Matt forte either right uh mike evans got a tough matchup this week uh with cardinals i believe he's got a little patrick peterson patrick on him. peterson yeah. he's really been shutting people down this year so gg actually be a really solid play he had a good game this week finally over 100 yards five for 106 pretty good news i think he's gonna piggyback out that i have back-to-back good weeks i would be a little bit worried about starting mike evans this week not gonna lie not gonna lie but I mean, it's hard to sit your studs, so you'll probably start him. And You're going to start him, yeah, and just do, you know, hope for the best. Okay, little Bengals, little Bills, okay. little Bengals, Bills. Joe Mixon still the dominant back here. Uh, Jeremy Hill did actually average over four yards per carry, uh, average four yards per carry, which is pretty good. But he only had four carries, right? So Joe Mixon is slowly establishing himself as the main guy here. I agree. Slowly. I think we kind of all saw that coming, uh, as far as me and you. Um, yeah, so A.J. Green had a monster game. You're going to be starting him basically every week, so no news there. 
Uh, no one else There's really the, yeah. stands out like crazy there. No, no. Um, uh, and as we were talking about Zay Jones earlier. He had one catch nine yards, targeted six times. So he's just not coming down with the ball. He's not getting the ball here. Him and Tyrod, maybe maybe it's a connection. Maybe it's a chemistry. And I honestly, I haven't watched. Um, I haven't seen very much of Zay Jones, so I don't know what the issue is. But, yeah, it does seem like he's been getting consistent targets, and he just hasn't been consistently With Clay out catching. now, I mean, it, I mean, he only had three targets, but it's going to be a situation where he's going to have to step up and be the guy here. They're going to have to give him the ball and see what he could do. So a little, little Zay Jones uh, – up and rising here. Right. Well, there was a Nick O'Leary um, sighting. Yeah, which yeah, with, yeah, With Clay yeah. out, he might be a guy that's just peppered with targets. He wasn't horrible. No, he was a leading receiver. Right. So, At FSU, but I mean, he's... I guess he's, he's likely on probably on a lot of people's waiver wires. I agree. That's what I mean. So, if you need a tight end and you're, you're desperate here, whether it be a bye week or just somebody that's banged up altogether... Or a Ch- Charles Clay owner who doesn't maybe have the depth that you're looking for, might be a guy yeah. that's worth a pickup. If you're iffy at tight end... Nick O'Leary is a good pickup just because he's going to be, like you said, pepper with targets. Mm-hmm. And that usually equals fantasy production. And I love fantasy production. Me too. Browns, Jets, Bilal, Paul. He's hurt. He's going to be yes. uh, he's gonna be out for a little bit possibly here. So Elijah McGuire, the guy who looked good in the preseason, is gonna probably going to be the starter now. The Browns have been pretty good against the rush. They have been. You know, they're not a good team, but they've been pretty good against the rush. And here they showed again here. Uh McGuire only averaged one point eight yards per carry. Right. He only had right. He only had eleven, but at the same time, it shut him down. But Elijah McGuire is viable in the passing game. That's what Bilal Powell was really a solid option as well. So he will get a boost in that category. So he's gonna be the guy here. So if you drafted him, he's on your taxi squad, you need running back help, he's somebody you can actually promote, put out there, and possibly get some good production out of. Booyah. Yep, for sure. He's probably the only. And then Austin Fitzgerald Jenkins, another game, another solid targets. He, had, he led the team in targets with eight, which was three more than the next guy, who was Bilal Powell and Robbie Anderson. So Austin Fitzgerald Jenkins might be the guy to own here in the passing offense. Right. Yeah. Feel free to start any tight end that is starting against the Browns. Yeah, that's good. That's a good strategy. They really can't stop it. So. Yeah, and then so Elijah McGuire this week too is going to play the New England Patriots, which is the number one team given up yards to pass and running backs new england's defense is just terrible this year oh yeah they're not good yeah so elijah mcguire is a great sneaky start this week he yeah. is he has a really good chance to put up some good numbers here uh really recommend put him on here when i do my ESPN show he's gonna be the guy i'm kind of gonna be pimping even though i told everybody last week it, it's a redraft show of course so nobody course. knows who elijah mcguire is i was right. like you need to pick this guy up do it right hopefully they listened hopefully uh, brown one si- step ahead. Brown side, you know, if you're in a super flex league, Kaiser gets benched. He's probably going to be benched again this week. Right, Kevin, go Hogan. Kevin Hogan. Yep. Uh, Duke Johnson again. So Duke Johnson, he's he has three running back one games that is better than Zeke Elliott right now. He is really shining in the passing game here. Uh, week in, week out, he is producing there. Probably arguing the Browns, probably the Browns' best weapon on offense. Uh, there's no real probably about it. I think he is the the best guy on there. I mean, he's the most explosive playmaker for sure. I mean, they have young other young guys that hopefully will develop, but uh, Duke Johnson is the most consistent. So dynasty guy. value here, Duke. I mean, guy. I'm telling you, a guy like Duke Johnson. This is somebody who we go back to the Darren Sproles comparison. We go back to the Gio Bernard comparison. I mean, I think he surpassed you. Is is Duke Johnson right now? Maybe besides Christian McCaffrey. Is he the PPR back to own? Is he the number one scat back that you want back there on your roster? Somebody that, you know, 
the running backs that you start that you know aren't running between the tackles, but they're still getting you double-digit points every single week in the passing game. Is he that guy? Is he the numero uno? I mean, he's been a running back one every single week. I mean, I think, I think, yeah, I think he's he's definitely creeping up, and he's doing it on such a crappy team that you got to think if they get any any sort of competent quarterback play that that's only going to get a little bit better. So I mean, you you got to like what you've seen for a guy that I wasn't very high on going into the year. He's exceeded my expectations. Yeah, he's been fantastic. Yeah, right now Duke Johnson is a number seven overall. PPR fantasy running back. And there's no sign of him slowing down, him being the number one offense there. Right. No, I, I, he, he's looked great every week. So, yeah, it doesn't really surprise me. You know, Dalvin Cook, even though he didn't play last week, is still uh, running back number 14. I know, man. That's a bummer. It is a bummer. <laughs> so, Duke John, so let's talk about Duke here for a second. We were talking earlier about, hey, if you need running back help, you're in trouble. Would you be crazy to offer if you're, if you're a championship contender? Is it, I think it could be had if you make this offer as well. A first round pick for Duke Johnson. I don't think you're. No, I don't think you're crazy. And I, well, like, so what I'm saying is, would you recommend that? I'm I rec- would. Yeah. I would recommend it as well. He's I mean, been doing it consistently. So if he's number seven right now, he's the number seven overall fantasy running back. I look for him to finish somewhere between, right around it. I can see him finish anywhere from five to nine, right around there. Sure. Which is championship caliber caliber running back and probably somebody going in the year probably didn't have Duke down as their go-to guy and this team maybe maybe this team that you're going to be offering is not that much of a contender so I think first round pick would get it done in most leagues if you offered a first round pick for Duke Johnson no I mean it should it's it's pretty I mean that's pretty close I mean it all obviously depends on the the team and and the person's personal attachment to that player because that does come come to effect but um yeah, that that's I think fair value. I mean, we're talking about okay guys that were. I, I said, is he the Christian? McCaffrey? I said besides Christian McCaffrey. Well, Christian McCaffrey is the number sixteenth overall right fantasy running back right now. So there's obviously you know a, a drastic difference there. Now, well, the guy the guy I was thinking of was like Chris um, Chris Thompson, who's obviously had a pretty good start to the year, but he's only uh, you know number ten. Yeah, so, he's the number 10 overall fantasy sure. running back right there. Still running back one. Mm, right. We, we talk about this all the time, these PPR guys that Mike used to like to go to. He's like, you know what? Just get, I'll keep taking these guys. You guys keep taking the big names. I'll keep taking these PPR running backs because they're always going to get me there. Last year was Theo Riddick mm-hmm. finishing as a quality running back here. And right now we got two in the top 12 in Chris Thompson and Duke Johnson. Both viable options. Both young guys. And both are going to be utilized because there's no stud running back ahead of them. Right. Right now. Because Isaiah Correll is a turd. Rob Kelly is just Rob Kelly. Really. Right. I mean, and if you expand that into running back twos, I mean, you, you expand that down to the, you know, number 24 type of guy. You have a Tevin Coleman. You have Alvin Kamara. Car- um, Al- James White. James Andre White. Ellington, right. Tariq Cohen's running back number 18. Christian McCaffrey's running back 16. Buck Allen's running back 15. Right. These are all guys that are not in between tackle runners. So it kind of shows us here that when you're playing a PPR league and you go after these guys that are like, you know, Kareem Hunts, Le'Veon Bells, that's, that's might we always say it's not the big trades that sometimes are harder to do. Right. It's about going out there and making small trades. So the small trade here is going to be these running backs, these mm-hmm. PPR mm-hmm. running backs. So this, you know, and I, I said, so, and obviously this is going to push us over in a podcast, but I think this is a good topic to keep on. Definitely around this time of the year, where there's guys out there to go get you. You did it. You went out there for Tariq Cohen. 
Sure. Right? Yeah. Uh, so these guys that we named, obviously Calvin Mara, Kamara is not going to be a viable option. No. Nobody's going to trade no. you Alvin Kamara. No. But guys like James White, mm-hmm. Tevin Coleman, we recommended last week to go out there for trade for Tevin Coleman because not only does he offer you valuable fantasy points now, but he offers you a good future as well. Mm-hmm. But a guy like Buck Allen, right? Yep. His, his role is not going to change. Nope, that's Alex be Collins it, is just a guy, so he sure. is the guy there. You can go get Buck Allen. You could probably get Buck Allen for a second. Well, I think they could coexist, you know, and, you know, Alex Collins will be the guy that dominates the, you know, he'll get 70 yards rushing, but Buck Allen will be the guy getting, you know, 70 yards receiving every game and five or six. And they even get Buck Allen the goal line sure. carry right. another week too. So he is something where, again, you, you, you say, is Buck Allen in a grand scheme of things worth a second-round pick? No. But this year, if you're competing, is right. Buck Allen worth a second-round pick? Absolutely. That's the thing. You got to look at your team. And you approach that owner for that, right? They're going to be like, you're going to be a second round for Buck Allen? I almost cut him in this offseason. Sign me up, man. 2018 is going to be solid. I was listening to Dynasty Nerds podcast. They were telling me this the other week. (laughs) Give me Buck Allen. Go out there and trade him. I mean, he's almost a running back one there. A couple injuries away. He's a couple injuries away from being a running back one. Right. I mean, yeah. Obviously, Dalvin Cook is the guy directly ahead of him, and he's going to bump up there and uh you know who knows what will happen here there's always a battle of attrition jerick mckinnon right. with uh the news there he he out out carried oh he Latavis dominated murray he right. dominated he right. looked really good mm-hmm. doing it they actually he looked good between the tackles and obviously he's, he catches the ball really well he's somebody you might want to get right absolutely what do you think i mean for mckinnon right now for what he did after last week what where's his value at in the dynasty community what is he gonna go for like what can you get McKinnon for a second? I don't think you could. You don't think so? I was, I was just going to say you might be able to, just because the guy's been holding on to him for so long. The owner most likely has been holding on to him for so long, and they're just happy that he's got any sort of value. And you know what? You're right, maybe because you I mean, and when when Cook comes back next year, I mean, he's going to be just right relegated to the bench again. You're right. It, it, he he holds no long term value there in Minnesota. Right. When he leaves, when he gets out of there, he might, but. But again, we talked about it too. It's so hard for any running back that leaves your right. team. It's so hard to hold any hope. It's unless you're like Le'Veon Bell, you know, a team that leaves because of those situations. A guy that just leaves, it's going to be hard to hold value when it comes to fantasy football, and it's going to be a big crapshoot anyway. So maybe you could get McKinnon for a second, and if he says no, man, McKinnon look good, then you just push him with that point. You put, hey, he looks good now, man. Right. You know, you you don't need him. I'm offering you a second. This is a short. We're talking for the. I need. I just need him for six weeks, seven right, weeks. Right. It's a rental, man. Eleven weeks. Give me him for eleven weeks, okay? I'm trying to win a championship here. All right. I'll think. I'll mention your name in my thank you speech <laughs> as I'm get presented the trophy, the championship trophy. <laughs> so McKinnon's a good guy out there to go get, right? Uh, definitely. Yeah. So cause, McKinnon, because um, Lat- I mean, you Elijah and I, have, yeah, you and I have talked about Latavius Murray, you know, forever, and we just think he stinks. So. Yeah, he's an upright runner that has no wiggle to him at all. Runs in the back of his offensive lineman, blah 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 blah. Yeah, you know where we mentioned Chris Hogan earlier. You know what Chris Hogan is on the year? He's number five overall. That does not surprise me, man. He's mm-hmm. he's. I mean, besides like a down week one, he's been pretty consistent all Devin year. Devin Funches is number fourteen. Whoa. Uh, he's so tight in the hips. I know. So. Those are the running backs we're talking about. And the, so the PPR strategy is a really good strategy to hold into now and to remember going forward. I like to draft those PPR running backs. Like like we talk about in this draft sometimes. Like, hey, get what you can early. And the back end of this, like we said, the 17 draft, just draft all these running backs, man. Just bury them. And if you did, guess who you ended up with? You ended up with like Elijah McGuire, Tariq Cohen on your roster. Sure. 
late round picks that you bury in there when they get their opportunity. They don't even have to be the guy to get their opportunity, and they could still contribute to your team. It's good to acquire those PPR running backs because they're viable. You can put them in your roster week in, week out to get you, you know, not huge games. When they score touchdowns, it will be huge games, but at least double-digit points on a consistent basis. And that's what some of these guys just do. And guess what? Double-digit points every single week get you, you don't think about it, but 10 points, 11 points, 10 points, 11 points. At the end of the year, that that adds up where you're a running back one. Yep. Whether it be low end, that's fine. You're still a running back one. And most people start two running backs, so you need two of them. <laughs> that's good math. I am always spectacular at it. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a good uh, that's a good little topic for today. The PPR running backs. I'll mm. put that in the show title. Ooh. Get people a little interested. Uh, moving on, let's go. Now we have to skim through these games pretty quickly so we don't delve on them too much here. The Panthers, Lions, Matt Stafford with back to back doo doo games. Kind of resolved it a little bit with the late two touchdowns, but Stafford, you know, he's one of those guys that doesn't have, like, versus good teams, he never has good games. It's kind of weird. It's kind of like Big Ben on the road. He's always bad on the road. It's just weird. Big Ben, ooh. Meanwhile, Cam, Cam Newton's had a resurgence. This uh, guy. Right, yeah. No, Let loose. Uh, I think they're letting him kind of be back to himself, his old self a little bit. And, and he's got those big targets back, uh, kind of clicking a little bit with Devin Funchess. I think that's kind of what he likes. You know, so he's wide receiver 14. What do you think about Funchess? Is this is it back-to-back weeks? Are you just trying to get out while you can? I, Me personally, yeah. But um, this, this is something that can continue probably throughout the season. But I think – you know, for a career arc, I don't think it's going to get much better than this ever. So, what about what about Ed Dixon? Five targets, five catches for 175 yards. You think that's sustainable? No. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Former no. Raven there. No, yeah. So this is a guy that I mean, I, when I saw him play, he had issues catching the ball. So I mean, if he if he's going to catch everything that throw at him, you know, he's he's a decent enough athlete, but. I think that the hands will crop back up and he'll end up dropping some passes okay. here and there and losing some targets that way. Okay. Then you got, of course, you got Christian McCaffrey down there. Right. Mm, give me Duke Johnson. Yep. Is that crazy Sim- to say? Similar players, man. No, they're similar. Yeah, he's uh, for all those people that took Christian McCaffrey ahead of everybody else in this rookie draft. Whoopsie. That's just silly talk to me. Yeah. Uh, obviously, and then you have Eric Ebron went on Twitter and made like some rant, like, "Oh, it's not always about it's about the game plan scheme. You don't know behind the players, or whatever he's talking about. Something like you don't know what's going on really on the field." Yeah, I do Eric. Okay, you're a former first round pick that can't catch jack squat. You're out there dropping balls. You're not really fantasy relevant whatsoever. I could drop you. I could drop you in the hopes that somebody else would pick you up and start you on their roster versus me because you don't do anything. You've never done anything. You're not worth anything. You're dead to me. You're gone. Eric Ebron will never be good. You seem a little um, angry. This will never be good. No, yeah, he he said that it was like basically a frustrating year or, or something crazy like that. Or frustrating year. It's been a frustrating career. Listen, what rhymes with year? Career. Yeah. Uh huh. How about you say that, Eric? Yep. So yeah, he hasn't produced like everyone had hoped when yeah. he came out. Get hip, nerd. You either got it. Or you don't, okay? And listen, after takes tight ends three years to develop. What year are you in? Four. Ooh, wow. Again, I'm not some arithmetic mathematician guy, but it sounds like you're over that past that three-year mark, okay? And listen, this is supposed to be your breakout year. People are all excited about you. You play in a dome. You got Matt Stafford, one of the highest-played players in NFL history. You got two okay receivers on the outside. You got a running back that can't break 100 yards, but he's still a running back out there. What are you contributing, Eric? 
Huh? Where do you stand here? Raise your hand if you've had success in the NFL. Not Don't put your hand up, so Eric. Fast Don't even there, think about Eric. it. Don't even <laughs> think about it, you fibber. You liar. You no good. I'll stop. Yeah, dude. You're getting a little personal now. I don't care. What's he going to do? Come down and find me? No. All right. Well, he's no good. Somebody's got to tell him. I don't see him going. To, just for, he goes under on Twitter and trying to like just whine about you don't know. Yeah, I do know. Okay? I do know. And I'm just a guy who's doing a podcast. And I can tell you right now, you're no good. All right. We all get it. All right. Just want to make that clear. If you got right. Eric Ebron, I'm sorry. <laughs> he's no good. I got him in some leaks, too. Don't worry. <laughs> Colt 49ers here. Uh, Brian Hoyer. Rebounds with a nice solid game. He was my sneaky start at quarterback this week. Uh, comes in at the end of the game and has some really good chances. The big news here is Carlos Hyde gets uh, benched for Matt Breda. Yeah, you know, a lot of people are making a lot of this. I'm not sure he's 100% healthy from the hip injury that's been affecting him. Well, uh, Shannon said he was just going with the high hand like it's a yeah, dice game. Trying I know. to get a clank over here. Right, but coaches say one thing but kind of do whatever they're doing in the background. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. So I no I mean I think I think Carlos Hyde is the better running back, but it wouldn't be unshanigan like to just <laughs> go. He's always up to some shenanigans um, with the running backs. So I mean, it wouldn't surprise me no. if if Brita, you know, ended up you know for the rest of the year leading the team in carries. So They'll never know, knows. but I still think Carlos Hyde is the guy there. Marquise Goodwin had a solid game. You're gonna expect that up and downs. Uh, good. The, the note from here is still going to be for me is George Kittle, nine targets, second tied for sure. you know second on the team in targets behind Goodwin and Garcon, catches seven of them for eighty three yards and a touchdown. We say it all the time: if we get production from a rookie tight end, that usually means he's going to be a pretty good fantasy option tight end down the road. Year one success has a really good arrow pointing to success. Right, okay? right, sure. There's a good so, correlation. Yeah. So right now. I would recommend going out there and try to acquire George Kittle. He can't be that expensive. I mean, you think a second-round pick would get George Kittle on your team? I definitely think that because the guy probably got him for a fourth-round pick or something crazy like that. And, I mean, it's... Do you recommend giving up a second-round pick for George Kittle? I definitely, yeah. Because, Me too! I mean, it's it's one of those things where right now the, the San Francisco offense isn't probably clicking and, you know, it's not seen as a, a great thing to have a piece of. But down the road, I think Kittle is going to be, and so is the whole 49er offense. So, I mean, it's something you want to get in at the ground floor, basically, on this Yes. One. I would say go out there and get the second-round pick for George Kittle, no yep. matter where that second-round pick is. Because like Matt said, this you're getting on the ground floor. This offense is nowhere where it's going to be. They don't even have the quarterback of the future on there. It's most likely going to be Kirk Cousins. They're going to have some high draft picks. They're going to add something here. Wouldn't it surprise me if they end up with the second round, pick, second pick, third round pick. They end up drafting Saquon Barkley, let Carlos Hyde walk, which would be good news for the rest of the offense. Still come away with the receiver. Maybe they could bring a receiver in via free agency. We don't know how much money they have. They could bring in Allen Robinson. You don't know. You don't know. But this offense can change quickly. And George Kittle is a part of this offense. Right. Kyle Shanahan's on a six-year contract. He isn't going anywhere. George Kittle is his guy. He's being game plan for now already and producing. Highly, highly recommend going to give a second round pick for George Kittle. If you're listening to the podcast, you own George Kittle. Don't give him up for a second round pick. Don't do it. <laughs> right. Don't do it. Unless you have like Rob Gronkowski, Evan Ingram, and Zach Ertz. 
then you'll um, be able to. Then you can do it. Then you can do it. <laughs> then take the second round pick and reinvest. But, I mean, he's going to be somebody year th- three years from now, you're going to be like, okay, yeah, he's consistent tight end one year in, year out. I agree, man. It's a, it's a good guy to go out and get. On the cold side, Marlon Mack had a good game. He did. And they, they've they gone as far as to say um, that he's kind of earned more touches as well. So, I mean, it's not something that you maybe didn't see coming because at this point in Frank Gore's career, he's just kind of a yeah, he's Hall a plotter. Of fame career. Right, he's a plotter. But it's about – I mean, right. you can only go for so long, man. I mean, he it was a hell of a run, Frank. Yes. A hell of a run indeed. But all good things must come to an end, yep. as in careers. Even dinosaurs became fossils at one point. How does that tie into what I'm saying? It absolutely doesn't. I was going to say, is he a dinosaur or a fossil? I can't tell. Um, right now he's alive. So, so a dinosaur? Dinosaurs were alive <laughs> at one point. So were fossils. Did you ever see that crazy stat yeah. where like, we live closer, we are closer alive to the uh, Tyrannosaurus rex than the Tyrannosaurus rex was to the Triceratops? Whoa, I did not. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, isn't it? That's how long... Dino, like it's crazy. Like humans have only been around for like a couple hundred thousand years, and dinosaurs were around for millions and millions of years, yeah. which makes sense though because they had to start out real small. It's kind of like an alligator or a fish or something or a snake. They, like they grow as large as the cage is. That's why, like I always say, like humans will eventually be if we last long enough, we'll be like twenty feet tall. You ever go back to those old school? You know, even houses from like twenties, how like how low the toilets are and everything. They're all small. Uh, yeah, and so, how you can't stand in any of the uh, basements. They're all smaller people. They sure now will. look at us no. six foot. Six hitting, foot one. Hitting heads and stuff. Yeah. That's a crazy stat, isn't it? That we live closer to Tyrannosaurus Rex than you live with Triceratops? That is crazy. You watch Jurassic Park, you wouldn't think that. No, because they are all there together. Mm-hmm. Any good stashes on uh, the Colts? Uh, not really, man. No, no. A, yeah, not Andrew Luck. They're in trouble. They got no offensive line. But Marlon Mack, it's good if you drafted him. You drafted him like, hey, this guy could be the guy. He looked good. He looked good again. Titans, Dolphins, Matt Castle's in there. He didn't throw any interceptions, which is crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> you would have thought. Right? I, I would have guaranteed it. That's yeah. what he does best. Jay Culler, like we said, looks like a heap of tr- flaming trash. Looks like somebody's going to be on a balcony exposing her butt cheeks smoking a cigarette. That's what he looks like. That's what that's what he is. Mm-hmm. All right. But he's he's successful. So uh-huh. uh, Other side, uh, all these people are still getting super hyped about Derrick Henry. They're like, you know what? This is it for DeMarco Murray. Well, guess who got the lion's share of carries? DeMarco Murray, and I think he's going to keep getting them as long as he's healthy. Yeah. I'm telling you what, man. I've said this before. Even What did we say when Derrick Henry went off the other week? I would recommend trade him because you could probably get a first-round pick. Now people are going to be like, oh, he's the man. I'm telling you again, and I'm going to keep saying until we're proven wrong, Derrick Henry is never going to be an awesome fantasy football player. I never. Agree. Yep. Okay? Get, get the good while the getting's good. Yeah. All right? Sure. Get it. And then for the receiving court, we don't really, there's nobody really. There's no one there. Yeah, it's, you know, Jonu Smith is doing when he all comes, right. He'll be right. the guy. Uh, and then obviously on the other side, we talked about Devontae Parker. If he misses time, maybe it gives a little boost to Kenny Stills. It's still going to be the Jarvis Landry show when it comes to targets. But even then, they don't have much going on. There's no really good stashes there even. No. No, you don't want a piece of this offense. And I'd still recommend as soon as J.J. has a good game, you trade him too. Right? We're talking about guys to trade. But there's two very good guys that are trading and get really good return on. Derrick Henry, you should be able to get a good, get a good return. Jay Jai, you should be able to get a really good return on Jay Right. Jai. And that guy, I mean, he produced in like a three-game spurt, you know. Yeah. And, so, and so he's, he's, living, he's living on that. 
his due for that. And if you can get a, a top five first round pick, I highly, highly recommend doing it. Because guess what? You know who I'd rather have in fan- Dynasty Fantasy Football than Jay Jaya? Duke Johnson. Or anyone in next year's draft. Or anybody <laughs> in next year's draft. <laughs> Moving on to the Chargers and the Giants. We don't need to talk about the Giants because we already talked about the Giants. It's the Evan Ingram show. Now, obviously, I guess we're going to talk about some guys that they're picking up. I honestly even don't even know these guys. You have Roger Lewis, right? Sure. He's a guy that's sure. going to be viable there. He'll probably be their number one receiver now. They promote some guys out of the practice squad. I should know these names so I can give them to you as like maybe like stashes, but I don't. But Matt's going to look them up. Sure. I'll look I'll go up. to the Chargers side. Uh, Melvin Gordon uh, and Phillip Rivers got in a little hissy fight there, but Melvin Gordon still came through. Yeah, no, they uh, they fed him there a little bit. Uh, got him 20 carries, and he and he got over 100 yards. Man, not bad. Mel- Keen Allen's one of, I can't remember the other receiver, but I know he's one of two. They have seen at least nine targets every single game this year. He will always be heavily targeted. Uh, I Allen. believe it's Antonio Brown is the other guy. Antonio Brown is the other guy. I was testing you. And you I passed. pass with flying colors I didn't like even you have to usually look, do. I didn't even have to look that one up. News there, too. Uh, I think Mike Williams is gonna pre- might play next week. Yeah, no, I think he practiced last week. Yeah, right? he's going to get a little game action. So for all those people that were kind of like waiting that – Possibly got Mike Williams in the high in the first, late first. If they had to, if you had your rookie draft late because people were like jumping ship because he got hurt, which is kind of silly. Very uh, silly. We always kept we moved him down to number six, I think overall. After he got after he got hurt with this uh, injury. Uh yeah, so, somewhere right around there. Yep. And people were like, "Well, where are you taking?" I'm like, nope, we'd still take Mike Williams here. This is dynasty. It's not redraft. We're playing long term here. This guy was a top ten pick. I know John Ross was too, but this guy's better than John Ross. So. Uh, it's good news if you have Mike Williams, you're going to see a little bit of something. I don't expect any great things from Mike Williams off the off the off the gates, but at the same time, Tyrell Williams, Tyrell the Gazelle, has been struggling. Uh, hasn't really been producing out there. Uh, no, he's been a little hit or miss for sure. 100%. So I got I got I have a couple of those names here of the wide receivers for the Jets. Okay, everybody, 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 pause the podcast. Pause the podcast. Go get a piece of paper. Take notes. So you ready to write down so you can jump on your waiver wire, which I'm sure some of the people did. But if you want to pick up some scrub that you don't want to start. <laughs> right. But you might want to stash just in case they come out and maybe maybe they're a superstar or a viable option. These are the names you want to get. So the first one is Ed Egan. Sounds. Ed Egan. Ed Egan, okay. Yeah, big time guy right Ed there. Ed Egan, Evan Ingram. I see the correlation. Go and on. then Travis Rudolph. It is about almost Christmas time, so right. Yeah, that guy comes show me the way. So there you go. I mean, those are guys that are both. They don't have any stats, so they most. most I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it's about to start snowing in New York. Right. And you need a guy to lead the team. What's a better guy than Rudolph? Booyah! Boom! Shaka laka! Hunter Henry comes through. Finally has a touchdown. Uh, I do expect Hunter Henry to kind of. He had a really slow start as the year goes along here to start really supplanting. Antonio Gates is a solidified tight end. Right. You know, yeah, absolutely. And um, Austin Eckler got a few more catches here. He seems to be establishing himself as kind of like a, a third down uh, pass catching type of guy. And also, you know, as about the New York side, do you think that possibly is a sneaky, maybe got to go get right now for real cheap Shane Vereen for the Giants? Do you think this is somebody that could come in and like help in the passing game? You think he's somebody if they desperately maybe even possibly move out to the slot if they need to? I mean, that's a possibility because those other guys really aren't going to be ready to 
you know, for like a full playbook. But or just thinking like about that. it, like it makes like if I'm the Giants, like okay, I need to throw the ball to somebody. Can Shane Marine be an option here? Here's the deal: I think they're going to go with more probably tight end packages and stuff like that, just because they're so off- like Terrell Adams and Evan Ingram. Their offensive line stinks on top of it, so I think yeah, I think bad. having more tight ends will just help that as well. Um, so Vereen might be in in the involved in that kind of package as well. So it, it's a very murky situation, um, but. Uh, to me, I'm never, I've never been excited about Shane Vereen. I don't think I can ever really get excited about Shane Vereen. So, even in this situation where you know there's no one else to really throw the ball to, I, I think his production is going to stay pretty much on par with what it has. Maybe okay. a little, maybe a little bump, but not much. Let's move on the Cardinals Eagles and the Eagles side here. Uh, Wendell Smallwood missed a game. Legarrette Blunt. Just, you know, he was okay. 74 yards, 5.3 coverage. He's actually looked pretty good. You know, I always talk smack about LeGarrette Blunt, but he's looked okay out there. He but has. at the same time, he is touchdown dependent. He's still proof of that. So he had 74 yards, which was a good game. He had a really good game, 5.3 average, but he didn't score a touchdown. So he only got you seven points. Right. And that's what, that's what, that's, I mean, that's what LeGarrette Blunt is. I think if you don't know that by now, then you haven't been following his career. Yeah. So the number one targeted receiver, obviously Zach Ertz had twelve targets. The number, yeah. the second most targets on the team went to Nelson Aguilar with five. So that shows you where Carson Wentz likes to go. And we talked about this when we were doing our mock draft show and how late we took Nelson Aguilar. And I said, "Wow, what a really good investment to take in a guy who's a former first round pick." That everybody's just completely shot to the wind because they signed Torrey Smith and Alshon Jeffrey. And people were like, "You know what? Out Nelson Aguilar holds no value." We're like, "Well, you know." Maybe he does hold value. What if he does come out here finally? Because we, we we talked about the reports in the preseason where he looked okay. Right. And he's had a really sneaky, supportive year. He is wide receiver 24. Right now, Nelson Aguilar is wide receiver 2 material. Right, he is. And, um, I mean, there's weeks where he's really produced well. I mean, like the week one, 20 points. And in this past week, 19.3 points. He's had a little bit in between. So he is one of those roller coaster type of guys. Yeah, he's not consistent. But, um... If if he gets some, I mean, like say like next year when these you know Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith maybe aren't there, then I think you'll see his consistency you know really level off a little bit and, and he'll settle in at some nice numbers. Yeah, but they're close. I mean, he's the wide receiver twenty four. Alshon Jeffrey's wide receiver twenty five. Right. So Alshon's a wide receiver three. Algalore's a wide receiver two. Right. But I mean, they're they're close enough that they're almost interchangeable. Obviously, they're only a, a but few for long points. term. When you go to youth and everything along those lines, oh, I, I mean, I, get, don't get me wrong. I'd rather have El Galore, I think, than than Alshon Jeffrey. I don't. I'm not like a huge fan of of Jeffrey. Um, I know, I know. You traded him to me. Obviously, I traded him to you for a first round pick. Um, for, I, who'd for, you take with that pick? Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram for Alshon. I yeah. wish I had, I'd rather have Evan Ingram. I know. That's why I traded it. But I really need a wide receiver. You so, did. and did. I'm in uh, third place in that league. So. I wouldn't be in third place without Alshon Jeffrey, who's a wide receiver three, and I need a wide receiver three. Everyone needs a wide receiver three. On the Arizona side, we're talking about a whole lot of poo. Yep. All right. J.J. Nelson had another decent game. I mean, that guy seems to be producing pretty well. He's consistent. Uh, where John Brown, he scored a touchdown, but that that's it. He had seven targets, only two catches. Not really consistent. So, speaking of wide receiver threes, uh, J.J. Nelson is settled in at, at wide receiver um, 27 right now, and that includes a zero-point game. So, He's a guy that scores touchdowns every single week. He seems to score a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. He's somebody you really get into your flex uh, or wide receiver three role. Seems like pretty much like yeah, you'll take your goose egg there and you'll take a bad game. 
But besides that, he's been pretty consistent, right? which is good. Uh, obviously, we talked about AP earlier, so no need to go into that. They're a team of just old guys. You don't want anything to do with Arizona. Not when it comes to dynasty fans. No, play. I mean, all these guys are just the short-term assets that you'll see floating around this time of year in trades because people are trying to get out from underneath them. Yep. And they so, still have names. Jags, Steelers, not a lot to really cover here just because this is uh, they're all pretty much set in stone here. We got Mark Easley, Alan Hearns. They're going to flip-flop from week to week. Who's the number one guy there? Leonard Fournette's an absolute stud. Uh, yeah, big game, man. Two touchdowns, 181 yards. Produces every single week. He has, sure. he has a touchdown every single week. He's consistent. He's totally worth his draft st- stock. The guy's going to be locked in for years to come. He's I mean, a great commodity. It shows you what a, a a great running back can do for your whole team if you have if you play good defense on along with a good running back. Which is what they're doing. Which is what they're doing. Blake Bortles only had to throw the ball 14 times. And he committed a turnover, and they still won the game 30-9. to That's why I went to Browns against Saquon Barkley. Yeah, so, I mean, run, a running game and a defense can carry you still in the NFL if – if the running back is good enough and your defense is good enough. And we got, we got to get through these games here, but now we're going to, to slow down here because we're going to talk about uh, the next game with the Ravens and the Raiders. We already mentioned the Ravens running back, so we don't have to go into that at all. So let's talk about it. Mari Cooper, tons of tweets, tons of people asking, what do I do with Mari Cooper? Tons of people are selling. Tons of people are jumping ship, which does not make sense. Well, Amari, Amari right. Cooper's on a short list of people that scored uh, back-to-back thousand yards before the age of 23, whatever it is. And it's uh, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, and I think Randy Moss. I think that's the list. I think Odell. Uh, I get, before the age of 23. Oh, okay. Is what it, it wasn't back-to-back seasons. It wasn't back-to-back seasons. No. It started as a career or something. Okay. Um, it was only a short list. There was only three guys. So okay. Randy Moss. I know Mike Evans was one. I'm pretty sure that guy was Randy Moss. But here's the thing. You can't sell Amari Cooper. You can't. The value's too low. The, you, you never want to sell at a depressed low point. Like that's just that's just bad business. You're just better off going down. And I was sure. like, well, I don't want to go down the ship. I'm telling you, there's sometimes you have to go down the ship, right? right? You just have to because you can't you can't shoot yourself in the foot like that. It's just it's too hard to come back from. And a lot of times, some of these guys you're gonna get, they're not long term assets anyways. I mean, if you can get a stud back for Amari Cooper, then go ahead and do it. But don't just trade him away for uh, you know a few draft picks because you because yeah. you want to get something back and definitely not a first round pick. I mean, you're better off you can get that same first round pick in the off season and actually pick the pick that you want, right? Right? Because that's what a Mark Cooper is worth. And plus, listen, Derek Carr is coming back. That's going to be a boost to Mark Cooper as well. His route running, he's still a really good route runner. I think Amari Cooper rebounds. I'm not selling Amari Cooper. I don't recommend selling Amari Cooper. I definitely recommend going out trying to buy Amari Cooper, but. Is Amari Cooper just not what we think he's going to be? Is he, you know, talking about we're talking about like a top eight startup player going into the season. Right now, he would not go in the first round of a dynasty startup. There's no, just no way. No, he wouldn't, man. The, the drops have become a serious issue. Now he's not even getting really targeted that much. I mean, as gran- a result of the drops. As a result of the drops. I mean, granted, it, you know, it is with a backup quarterback who he probably doesn't have the same level of chemistry with that he does with uh, Derek Carr, but. Um, it's 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 a hard one to nail down and really figure out. Uh, I don't have any of the great answers that you seek, Rich. <laughs> but um, if it's me, I'm going to hold on to him. I know that you have to hold on to yeah. him. Yeah, you have to hold on to him. I'm I'm not going to sell it a low. And, and you have to try and go buy him. I'm not going to sell it a low point. I w- I would go out and try to buy if the price was right. I'm not going to go nuts over the guy either because there are there are question concerns. marks that are there are concerns. I'm not going to go nuts for that guy if there's concerns. I mean, for example. 
obviously uh, him and Crabtree kind of had like a, a, they've had similar things where both their values have dipped at certain points in their career. And I remember Crabtree got dealt in our league for like a fourth round pick because the guy was just, he got emotional. He got sick of him. He was, he was tired of having the guy in his team and he sold him for like nothing. And, and now the guy is like, I'm sure he, he he's so pissed off at himself because, you know, Crabtree obviously rebounded nicely and, and, and it, it took a change of scenery and maybe that's what it takes for Amari Cooper. But I think the guy still has the talent. He's got something going on in his brain. It's That's the only thing I could think of where it's just a mental thing with these drops. It's kind of like he's the, only 23 years old. Right. It's kind of like the yips or something that he's got. Um, I think he'll, I think he'll rebound, but I'm not like, I can't say for sure he's going to. I, I feel like he's going to be okay. I feel like this might be a rough patch year, possibly. Right. Uh, but again, I think Derek Carr coming back. I think he's going to start turning things around here sooner rather than later. So I am still trying to go out and buy low because this is a good opportunity. There's not many opportunities you get to buy players like Amari Cooper. Right. Right. I agree. This is a really good window to do that. Uh, could it fall into the category where it looks like you might be? You know, it doesn't fall in that category where it looks like you're overpaying because you wouldn't be overpaying. Uh, not at this point. No, I don't think you'd have to overpay. But I'm, I'm, I'm trying to even think of a play, like what's good, like what would be a good offer if like, I had so and so. What would be a good offer? I can't. Is, uh, it's is hard Brandon, to say. Is like yeah. Brandon Cooks for Amari Cooper, or you know, is that something that you might want to try and do if you have Brandon Cooks to go get Amari Cooper, or is it just fair? Are they, are they hand in hand? Yeah, I think that's a lateral move. I'm not sure that you're, you know you're really winning out in that yeah, trade. Yeah, it's, it's a tough situation. I guess the best advice we could get you is. Just stick with it. That I mean, that's what I would do. Uh, I know it stinks. That's not what owners want to do. But wait, wait, sometimes wait, you have wait. to be patient, man. I got this. So let me dig into my pocket for a minute. Oh, um, gosh. Here we go. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> Will Amari Cooper be good in fantasy football again? Gosh. It says, you stupid, stupid, of course. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. Well, the crystal ball is always right, the right? crystal balls always know. All right. Let's go through some more. Seattle. Uh, the L.A. Rams, Todd Gurley finally slows down a little bit and doesn't have a monster game. Hey, man, Seattle's a tough team to run against, man. It's a very tough team to run against. Uh, so come back down to earth a little bit there. Yep. And I, I saw something, too. I saw. I can't remember who tweeted this out. But I saw a tweet saying, hey, it said, just in case, you, if you thought maybe you should ever get out with Todd Gurley, uh, which I'm not recommending. I've already made a recommendation. It was after last week I saw the tweet. And they said, hey, just to let you know, going forward, things are about to get a lot tougher for Todd Gurley schedule-wise. This was an easy uh, schedule for him, but for the rest of going forward, it's going to be a lot tougher for him. We'll really see if Todd Gurley's really turned the corner. Sure. I think he's going to, you know, with that offense, the way it's it's just rolling, I think he has. But I am, since I saw that tweet, I was really curious to see how he does this week for Seattle, which I knew would be tough, but superstars overcome tough, right? Balboa overcame tough. Well, right? that was a movie, but yes, he sure did. That was not a movie. Uh, Rocky Balboa was a movie. Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> Reportedly, yes. Uh, so just take notice because I know he has a tough schedule, so let's watch what Todd Gurley does here going forward. Just a, just a little, just bring it to your attention. Watch what he does. So, Check. Uh, Eddie Lacy, people were like, hey, Eddie Lacy with Chris Carson out, he's now going to be like, they have no choice. They're going to have to give this guy the ball. So they gave him the ball six times. 
2.1 yards per carry. 2.1 per carry. Not much better for Thomas Rawls. 2.5 <laughs> yards per carry. Um, you know, Eddie Lacy actually tried to chase Bishop Rinky down to get in the backseat of the car. But he couldn't. He couldn't catch he up. He couldn't catch up. Yeah, right? they actually, and it, they're only driving five miles an hour. Right. Because you know that car drives real slow. That does. Yeah, ran by donut it's shop. A, it's a busted quick. down, busted up car. <laughs> busted up car. Yeah. That hoopty ass ride. Yeah. Uh, so J.D. Uh, McKissick did, you know, all right again. In the passing game. In the passing game. That's what he that's, is. And that's all he is. He's a PBR right. So we talk about PBR guys. Yeah. If you want to read more about J.D. McKissick, get on DynastyNerds.com right now. John Dementis wrote a fantastic article on him. You want to see what his value is. He'll give you all the details. Right. Go to DynastyNerds.com right now to learn all about J.D. McKissick. Click on his name, and you will see what John has to say. It's Boom, good yeah. information there. Uh, Packers, Cowboy, Aaron Rodgers is doing Aaron Rodgers things, oh, baby. God, he's good. He's, he's the best. He's the best. There's another Aaron I'd like to talk about, though. Aaron Jones. Oh, my gosh. Did I start him this week, or did I start him this week? I started him this week in some redraft leagues as myself. Did you? Of nice. course I did. I promoted him for my taxi squad because I, I did the right thing this this year and drafted not only Ty Montgomery's one backup, Jamal Williams, I also went and drafted Aaron Jones about a round or two, I think two rounds later. Yeah, which is to me goes back to my silly point because I told everybody in this offseason, I was like, why would you? I literally, these words literally came out of my mouth. Why would you draft Jamal Williams at anywhere when you can just wait another round or two and take Aaron Jones, who's going to be the better running back for that offense? Well, I, saw, I told you this. You I told, told me. You, this. you told me. I did not listen, but you did I, listen. You I just, drafted him. I drafted both of them. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Jamal Williams got one carrot gain. Now, you know, he's a little banged up, but that's fine. But uh, he had one yard. Meanwhile, Jamal Williams, 19 carries for 125 yards and a touchdown. He looked good. Yes. And the, uh, McCarthy came out and said, which is going to be worrisome a little bit to tie Montgomery owners, is he deserves more carries no matter what going he forward. He does. Yeah, he looked pretty good. No, he, he looked great. Um, it, it was impossible for Ty Montgomery to keep up the pace. He was um, – he, I mean, he was he was getting like ninety five percent of all the carries or something ridiculous. So I mean, it would have been impossible for him to carry that on throughout the entire season. So Aaron Jones, you know, even if he chips in a little bit here, I, he'll I'm be viable. Sure. Yeah, he'll be viable. If you drafted him late, like we told you to draft him late, then you're feeling really good about yourself because here you go, Aaron Jones is ready to rock and roll. If you're a Ty Montgomery owner, you have to be worried, and this is why. Because even when I was pimping Ty Montgomery as the guy I had to have in all my leagues this year. My point that I made was, listen, do I think Ty Montgomery is the best running back in the league? No, no. because of the ski, the role he plays in that offense and that offense, he will put up really good numbers. You pick anybody you put in that offense, they're going to put up really good numbers. Eddie Lacy was proof of that, right? right. Uh, that's why we said sell, sell, Eddie, sell Eddie Lacy. The problem here is now now you take Aaron Jones out of Utah and put him in that offense, and he has that skill set that Ty Montgomery someone has there. And now he's going to look good there as well, which is going to force the team to give him more carries as well. This is going to give you something to worry about as a Ty Montgomery owner. Because they go into the split share, they go into split share, well, now all of a sudden you don't have that stud running back that Ty Montgomery was. I mean, I, I've been watching Green Bay as closely as I can. I mean, whenever it's on, I try to try to sit there and watch the offense at least. And to me, just with the eyeball test, Aaron Jones looks better at running back than Ty Montgomery. I mean, obviously... I'm just an amateur compared to the coaches and whatnot. But, I I mean, I could, based off what I've seen with my eyes, I could see Aaron Jones taking this over a little bit more than people think, I guess. 
We'll see. Yeah, but we'll see. He looked good. Uh, I thought he looked good. Yeah. So, so all right. Flip over to the other side of the ball. Dak Prescott is the man. Um, yeah, he's uh, had a quarterback one uh, ranking every single week. Yep. He's really good. Threw for three touchdowns. Rushed for another one. Um, Zeke Elliott, 116 yards, looking looking pretty good. Uh, Dez got another touchdown. Jason Witten continues to gobble up a, uh, you know a million targets a game. Yeah, uh, he had two back back outings that were rough for the last two weeks, but he comes back in this week and. Uh, solidifies himself moving on to the texans and the chiefs sean watson could have been a brown but he's not now he's on the texans out there throwing back-to-back weeks five touchdowns which is pretty damn crazy in my eyes looks pretty good he's gonna be a good good quarterback uh yeah it turns out he is he's that play where he moved when he's about to get stripped and he moved the bar to his the ball to his left hand so he when his hand got hit and then moved it back to the right no i missed that yeah pretty stellar that's uh, takes some sort of crazy awareness though to yeah do that he's a stud he's a stud there uh no that's, big deal, Cleveland Browns. Will, just keep trading away these guys. Uh, Will Fuller had two touchdowns again. Yeah, crazy, huh? Yeah. I mean, if you're going to throw five touchdowns, I guess it's got to go to somebody. Yeah, so Will Fuller, uh, I don't know, back-to-back good games. I'm I'm seeing what I can get for this guy. Yep. What can I get? Can I get a second-round pick? Yeah, he's not going to score two touchdowns every every single game. DeAndre Hopkins might, but not Will Fuller won't. You're right. So De- DeAndre Hopkins is going to lead the league in targets for sure. Uh, 12 more again this week. He is going to, uh, every single week, he's going to be heavily targeted. He is the guy to own there. Chief side, Cream Hunt, still looking fantastic. Over 100 yards again, man. Travis Kelsey, still looking good. Right. Got to be careful. He did suffer a concussion during that game. Ooh. So keep an eye on that for this week. Yeah. Got to watch that brain, man. And then you got Tyreek Hill. Oh, uh, yeah. Not really allowed to go though, over there, right? Uh, Chris Conley blew out his Achilles. We forgot to mention that earlier. Um, oh, yeah, he did. Uh, so look for somebody else to step up there in the number two spot. Uh, Demarcus Robinson comes to mind. Maybe. Yeah, it's going to be Demarcus Robinson. Yeah. He's going to be their best bet there. Only had one t- target last week. I know Albert Wilson had some more targets. Demetrius Harris some more, more targets. But I think Demarcus Robinson's the best bet there. Most likely it's going to be Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Right. So then the last game of the week, of course. The Chicago Bears. The Bears. And the Minnesota Vikings. Our hometown boy, Mr. Trubisky, comes in. Fair as well. Looks okay. Not too bad for his uh, debut there. Yeah, I mean, not bad. He moved around well, which was nice to see. I didn't get to watch it, like, you know, the entire game. Yeah, so uh, Tariq Cohen there has, uh, you know, so much people are like, what's going on with Benny Cunningham getting more targets than Tariq Cohen? He's kind of taken a back seat to the PPR game. I told him, let me see it three weeks in a row, and then I'll start to get a little bit worried. Yeah, no, yeah, it's it's been a rough couple of weeks, but you know, the, um, obviously the offense is going through a little bit of a transition. I did mention um, last week that you know, with a new quarterback coming in, that the, one of the things that might happen is one of these backup guys might have a little bit more chemistry on the early early oh, goings right. here. So that might be kind of the reason why him and Benny Cunningham have a better connection. Yeah, and they only had twenty five attempts. So sure, it's anything crazy, crazy there. We already talked about Minnesota. We already talked about Sam Bradford. We already talked about Jeremy McKinnon. We already talked about Latavius Murray. We already talked about Sam uh, Stefan Dix. Okay, so that's it. Sounds Show's like over. We, yeah, sounds like we pretty much covered everything then. Yeah, I feel good about that. <laughs> good timing. Um, of course, if you want to support the website, you can get on iTunes. You can leave us a rating review. I asked I, last week. I think I begged a little bit. I said, "Come on, baby. Come on." I think like uh, sometimes I get so angry. I think three people went on there and gave us a rating review. So I think nice. we're at like three seventy six. Which, if my math is correct, we only need twenty four more people to get to four hundred. I can't. I my brain's too tired to even Don't do. Don't worry, math. I can do this. I am a wizard. Right. 
Yeah. Uh, so if you have a, you know, if you have iTunes, take a second, get down there, give us a rating review. We appreciate it. Helps us, it helps the web, the podcast in the eyes of Apple because then we're getting rating reviews, which means people like us. They really they like really us. They really like us. And then get on there. Of course, we have the donations page. You can get on there and help monetarily because, you know, stuff costs money. Writers cost money. You know, things along those lines. But if you want to get something sweet out of it, you can buy a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt. It's the most comfortable t-shirt in the world. If you want your high-five intake to increase, you want your sex life to get a little bit better. Whoa. Buy who, a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt. Who doesn't? Who doesn't want to be that much more attention? And a big news, too. We changed the website up. We got rid of our forum. Yep. We cut it, we cut it loose. We took the forum. We deleted it off the site. Now we have, instead of that, we said, hey, you know, forums, to, to me, forums are just a little bit outdated. I agree. Yeah, they're a little they're, old school. They're man. a little old school, a little retro. Mm-hmm. Here at Dynasty Nerds, we're always trying to progress. We are uh, always trying to find new things. And we decided to go with straight chat. Straight chat. Which is Facebook. Yep. We took our Facebook chat group, which has been awesome, and we put a new way out there to communicate with people in the Dynasty community, and that's via fa- Facebook. Now all you have to do to get on there is just literally go to DynastyNerds.com and click the chat button. And you're right in there. Tons of questions, good information. Instant analysis, uh, tons of help on there. It's been really good so far. Yeah, I've been on there. You're right, and let's face it, people are on their Facebook a lot more than they are some random fantasy football forum. So I mean, it's it's just more accessible, a lot more people there and and able to communicate. Yeah, way better. And again, it's good to have people on there and just get other people's opinions. Right. You know, it just we always say the more information you got, the better you're off when it comes to dynasty fantasy football. You never know who's that one person going to bring a different perspective, definitely if it's their hometown team, mm-hmm. right? So it's really good to get on there. Highly recommend checking out the chat. And then, uh, of course, because here at Dynasty Nerds, we're always, always trying to find new ways to make Dynasty better. Absolutely. I have a new idea of mine. Ooh, don't tell anyone. I can't because we need an investor to do it. But if you want to invest, hit me up on Twitter or uh, shoot me an email. Ooh. It's, if you want to be wealthy and successful in the Dynasty community, just hit me up intriguing i was talking to josh you, you don't even know yet because i haven't i know you yet. haven't told me i was talking to josh about it but he's like yeah we need an investor to make this happen i was like it's about time i think we do this he's like yes but we need an investor i'm like okay well, sounds good we'll find one we'll talk later yeah hit me up so uh in the meantime if you got any, do you have any uh help on twitter i'll do my best you hit me up at dynasty rich i'm at dynasty matt you follow the site at dynasty nerds until then we bid you adieu a good day Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.